Welcome to Episode 6, The Delayed Alexander from Episode 5. If you're joining us today, you might want to go back and listen to earlier episodes. Well, specifically, Episode 5, because it is directly related to this episode. Well, we are certainly going to go on an interesting journey today. Uh, a memory, a sort of a re-remembrance sort of thing, and we'll see how it unfolds. Yes, we are. My goodness. And uh, for you new listeners, um, this is going to be, as she mentioned, a re-remembrance. So somewhat of a reenactment, um, I would say, but uh, we're going to go through my past life known as Alexander. It includes the contracts before that he was born, his life, and then the um, after the death, uh, spiritual meeting that was the, the end of his life. So let's start with the day of the regression as it unfolded. But I have to ask you listeners, I need your help. For this one episode, you all know that I have the voice of a woman named Grace. But for a few moments, I need you to forget that. And instead, I need you to imagine a man in your life, perhaps, that uh, has a deep sounding voice, like his voice is coming out of his chest. He's tall, about 6'5". He's heavily muscled. He's athletic, perhaps like a strong athlete. He has shoulder length blonde hair and blue eyes. He's really handsome, gals. And I need you to please think of someone in your life that kind of fits that description to be my Alexander. And don't think of the voice that you're going to hear as being me. That's the easiest way for us to do this, because otherwise you're just going to hear a girl's voice, and that's just so you know, so boring. So if you can help me with that, greatly appreciated, because once again, I need to step into the shadow of the memory of his life, and I promise that I'm going to do my best not to get emotional, and if you all are ready, I'm ready. All right, so we're going to go back to the beginning of this particular session that we had in my office and sort of reenact it from memory. And don't be surprised if there isn't some emotions that come right back up. So first of all, I would like you to go back to that memory, Grace, that you're going to step into the shadow, be in the comfy big blue chair. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and allow yourself to completely relax your body and just take some nice deep breaths and being able to access Alexander again because it's in her Akashic record. So there will always be a record of his life that is a part of her. So we're going back into the Akashic Records to remember that life. And as you relax and you're doing some deep breathing and your spiritual group is here helping to guide you along the way, tell me what is the first thing that you remember? What do you begin to see and perhaps even feel? You know, the thing that is haunting me is the vision, and it's a recurring image, of 
me uh, looking at the handle of this large sword, and it's all I can see at the moment. And it, there's a round mirror on it about the size of your thumbnail. And I look at that. And when I see that, I am positive that something bad associated with this has happened. Something tragic has happened. Someone has died. Or worse yet, I have made a really bad choice. And I don't know what it is. I don't understand it. But all the anxiety in my life seems to be connected to this. Because when I look at this sword, my palms get sweaty my mind starts to go, the anxiety starts to take over. And every time I think of this image, it just takes over my mind. Just remember that now that image is truly just a memory that's in the history books, in your personal history books. And that image has also been healed. So take it from that image and share what the journey was, how you went from that memory into Alexander and through his life. So let's just take some good deep breaths here. Okay. And just begin to see yourself in a movie theater and you're seeing the movie again. Like we watch movies again sometimes. And you're just going to share what you see on the screen and how it plays out. So where are you right now in your mind? What are you seeing? Okay, here we go. I'm going to try my best. Fingers crossed. I know the first time that we did this in your office, I was not able to see it as well on the movie screen as I would have liked to. And uh, I really am really going to do that today because I really don't want to really step back into, you know, his shadow. And um, as I begin to relax, you know, we're drifting back in time. Uh, we're moving. And um, the first thing that I'm aware of is that I'm in a place that I can't identify. Like, I'm not on Earth. I want to say it's a room but that really doesn't really fit what I'm experiencing. I want to say that I'm in a cloud. I know that sounds strange, but that's how it feels. Um, it doesn't really fit, but it's kind of how it feels. And as I just stand here for a second, and as I just sort of look around, I realize that I am my soul. I'm not a human yet. I am like mist. And um, I'm participating you know, no physical body, I'm frequency and I'm missed. And it's a very odd experience to have um, because I don't understand it. It's not something I've experienced before, but inside of me, when I, when I like connect to my soul, like if I kind of really focus on the inside, I feel very like complex, like frequency that's very complex and I can feel my connection with the divine source and divine frequency. And I'm aware of my soul. The awareness is kind of beyond what would fit into my human head. But I'm participating at a meeting, a spiritual meeting. And the divine source is here. 
Divine Source has just arrived. There's some angels that I recognize are there to have uh, an awareness of what's going to kind of transpire between myself and others. I become aware that there are other souls arriving for this spiritual meeting. And I don't really have a good way to describe it. I can't articulate it well enough, but it totally makes sense. It's a cosmic meeting that's going on. And I, and it's a good thing. There's not a negativity associated with it. And uh, the new arrivals are all different frequencies and they appear as mist as well. But I can tell you, I can recognize these frequencies. I know who some of them are and some of them I don't know. The ones that I know, I can tell I've been with them before. And I'm really excited that they're agreeing to be with me again. It is kind of a profound assembling of souls that have came together after many lifetimes so that my life will be a certain way. And some of the people are going to become my relatives. They're acknowledging my frequency. And my parents are there. And they kind of move into my aura, like into my mist, and their frequency passes through mine. And as that happens, there is a joining. And I kind of tip forward, and they do, and their contracts that are being signed. They're agreeing to be my parents, check. My siblings, check. People that are going to be important in my life, check. And then they are starting to kind of move away from me. My gender has been determined. I will be a boy, the memory of Alexander, as well as my physical attributes. I would be tall and athletic. And the location on the planet where this will all occur is Roman territories. And I'm just sort of getting used to, you know, this new physical body that I'm going to have when I become aware that there's a group of about 28 beings that have came forward and they're asking to be recognized. And they're putting forward a proposal that in their lives, this is, this is so profound. They have asked if I would be willing to murder them. Initially, there was just quiet and calm in my frequency. It was a surprise. I expected to have a big reaction. I was really not aware of any of their patterns. But then on a uh, spiritual level, contracts were signed. It was done and then integrated into my personality and physical being on a DNA level. I would say that it happened really fast. There were not really emotions in the room, just an awareness that was around me and them saying, thank you. I was concerned from my vantage point when I saw this happening, like, is this going to negatively affect us? Like, are we okay agreeing to murder people? And they're telling me all is well. And it is very calm. But it was quickly made aware that it would be a great sacrifice on my behalf if I would be willing to do this. Because these souls needed the soul growth that only comes from this type of end to a life. They shared with me that on a spiritual level, they would know their whole life that it would be an early end. Uh, It would allow them to grow as much as possible through their entire life, knowing that it would be cut short. 
Ultimately, the contracts were signed, and there were no further details that I became aware of, and things moved on. I next became aware that the person that would be my wife had arrived. Although she was only missed, I recognized her vibration immediately from other lifetimes, and I was really, really happy that she was signing on to ultimately be with me. I love this soul so much. I'm excited. My frequency is vibrating like crazy. I'm just looking forward to this life, and let's get this going. I was aware that there was just a skeleton of the opportunities. Not every detail of my life was being contracted. Just a skeletal, kind of like the outline, the framework. And um, I was really excited and looking forward to being born. I'm going to be born in a matter of days, and I'm super excited. But then the veil between here on earth and the other side is being lifted. And it closes the awareness. And that's what uh, I was noticing at that moment, that the spiritual meeting had come to an end. That is an amazing awareness. It's very rare to have that kind of awareness uh, in a regression experience. So it was really awesome that that happened because that creates such a healing experience. So then let's now go through his actual life if you feel ready to do that. Okay, here we go. Settling into his life. So listen from his voice specifically now if you're not already doing it. Alexander. The first thing that I became aware of in this other time is that I'm standing in a long type corridor. One side of it, there's arches leading out to a garden and behind me is a long wall. And I'm standing kind of in the middle where I can look both ways. And I'm looking down and at that moment in time, I am standing and looking at the sword and it causes me to panic. And I feel doom. I feel overwhelming doom. The feeling sweeps over me and suddenly I'm having a hard time breathing. I know any moment something tragic is going to happen and I'm associated with it. I can feel it in the air. It's like electrified. I have goosebumps all over my body. The frequency is causing my skin to actually pulsate. And I have tingles running all over my body, fear shooting down my spine. I'm absolutely panicked. Okay, Grace, let's take another nice deep breath and step back. Let's remember this is just a memory. This memory has already been healed. So um, let Alexander continue telling you the story. But remember, you're a sacred witness. So tell me what happens next. Okay. I am male, but I need you to kind of back me up out of here for a few minutes because I can't breathe and he is almost having a heart attack. So I'm trying my hardest to only see it on a screen, but I need to just take a step back here just for a second. 
And uh, I have to focus harder on trying to do this only on a um, on a screen. So give me a second here. That's all right. Just take some deep breaths. Settle into your body. Oh, Lord. Easier said than done. It's kind of like in the story, The Christmas Carol, when Scrooge had to go through all of the ghosts of Christmas past, he had to witness it. He had to witness that life. And so that's what you're doing now. Okay, so I'm going to step into his shadow again. And I am going to look at this little mirror on the sword. And I can see uh, the anxiety enveloping me again. Um, and then I realize someone is screaming his name. Alexander, Alexander. Alexander, she's just screaming, save me. Alexander, please, extreme fears gripping my heart. I can barely breathe in, in his time. I can feel his panic. And uh, it, is, it is a lot. So I know, I know you're telling me that I need to be a narrator and not a participant. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, his life does that to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want you to imagine yourself now just be on the wings of an eagle. And you have flown back through time, and you're watching his life unfold. So just give me a play-by-play -play description of what happens Okay. I'm holding on to the eagle, and I'm leaning forward as we fly back in time. At Every pump of the wings causes us to go further back in time. And uh, it's, I'm trying to be very calm and peaceful. And as I arrive, I realize that we have arrived at a different point in time. Thank goodness. Maybe I can stop this tragedy from happening. Where did you land? Let's go there first. I am at the palace. Where? In Rome. Are you an emperor or what is the role you're playing in your life? I'm aware uh, that my name is Alexander and I am a paid assassin. Do you work for the Emperor Alexander? I do, but I'm not a gladiator. Those fools are evil. They play with their victims and torment them. They can take hours to kill one man. I don't do that. I take my job very seriously. When I am assigned a criminal, I do not mess around. I finish the job very quickly. My blade is very heavy. It is very sharp. My entire goal is to kill them in one swipe. There is no escape and no option for them to be reprieved. I am abnormally tall, overly muscled, very athletic, dangerous. My body and size is similar to the Hulk or the Rock, but very athletic. 
when I walk through the palace, people avoid me. I have a few friends, which is best, but everybody else avoids me. I'm blessed uh, with beauty, as they say. I have longer hair and blue eyes, and I'm a favorite of the ladies. And I have my pick of any and all of them. So what is your life like being that kind of a person? My life is perfect. I have a job that I enjoy, and I have everything that I want. I have my beautiful wife. I can ask for no more. So where are you going now? At the moment, I'm in the training hall, and uh, I have just finished. So I'm going to be going to the baths. What are the baths? Tell me what the baths are and what happens there. You know, the Roman baths, um, a lot of things happen there, but I will be massaged with special spirit oils and my sweat will be scraped off and saved to be sold to others. My sweat is very valuable. I am the best of, of the best. I'm the best at what I do. A champion, a champion sweat is of great value. Yes, it is. Actually, that was quite a custom back then. All right. So what happens next? As I'm leaving the field and headed toward my favorite bath, I go through some curtains and suddenly my arm is grabbed by a woman's hand and I'm pulled into the corner behind a silk drape. Who grabbed you? Oh, it's the queen. I despise the queen. She's absolutely the worst human being of all, not fit to be called a Roman. She coerces and tricks people into saying and doing things that they do not want to do, most of all the emperor. She's always making him do things he doesn't want to do. And she's a liar, and she's dangerous, and I hate her, and I hate it more that she touched me. Well, what does she want with you? Oh, she's saying words to me. She's trying to entice me. She's wrapping her body around me. She is pulling like a white scarf around my neck. And she's making me an offer to be with her privately. She would like my body, but I want to vomit. I am searching my mind right now for some kind of an excuse to get away from her. But she knows that I am very fit and that um, I'm done for the day. And I have had many encounters with many beautiful women. She sees herself as the most beautiful of all. Uh, and she sees that she can tell from my face, she can see that I'm lying. She considers herself such a great prize I see here that I have insulted her because I have no interest in ravishing her. I'm staring at her, and I have no emotion on my face. But she comes closer to me. She wraps herself around me, closely trying to grab my body, and I'm reaching out, and I'm holding her hands away from me. I do not want her to touch me. I hate this. But she's whispering something. What is she saying? Oh... She's giving me an ultimatum. I, I can't believe she's saying this. She's saying that I have to lie with her 
or she will charge my wife with heresy, which is a death sentence. My mind, I can't even think straight. That's she's talking about my beloved Alice Sofinia. And anxiety is overwhelming my brain. Tell me about your beloved one. She's my heart and the love of my life. And I will die for her without hesitation. And I will also kill for her without hesitation. And I will enjoy killing for her. Well, what about all the other women you mentioned earlier? Oh, I am Roman. It is my right. Women are free to me, as many as I want. I do not care about any of them. If they ask for me, I oblige. I owe them nothing, and uh, they are nothing to me. Nothing but passion. But my beloved Alice Sophenia is like my tiny sweet flower. She is smaller than the rest of the women, and I have always been very gentle and cautious with her. I would never treat her like those other women who demand much different treatment. No. She's very fragile and gentle and beautiful and mine. You know, listeners, I just realized that we've already gone over 30 minutes because the memory of Alexander is so, the before part of it and then the memory itself is kind of so long. So I think this is a good place to stop. And we're going to pick up again in the next episode, which will be the continued part two of Alexander's life. That's very good, because it's important to realize that you don't do a regression in 30 minutes. I take an hour and a half with people. So this has to be divided into two parts in order to get the full story. So thank you, listeners, for your patience. And just click over onto the next part two. Thank you to all of our listeners. If you have enjoyed our frequency journey today, please share it with your family and friends. Make sure to visit us at clovistia.com or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook where we have about a million followers over there. Until next time, please share your frequency.